Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Well, we are not operating on all cylinders on Drop the Subject today. Speak for yourself. I'm riled up. You are riled up. (laughs) But I I guess the the bad luck... Well, I was going to say the bad luck continues on uh, Channel Q today because I know Michaela is is recovering from a surgery. She's not necessarily firing on all cylinders. Don't curse us all because you two lesbians (laughs) really screwed up your own weekends, okay? But do I get more sympathy because I have injured myself in an accident rather than a surgery? No. <laughs> I don't know who gets more sympathy. That's a good question. It is. Well, we'll find out. I was going to say, I'll wrestle with that. <laughs> we'll find out who gets the most baked goods right. here in the office. Oh. Um, like a muffin basket or something? I mean, hey, I'll take a muffin basket for my muffin top. They okay. go together. Wow. Uh, okay. Welcome to Drop the Subject with Allie and Jarrett coming off of a long weekend for all of us. And I was out of town and now I am back with only one working arm. And... um. I would like to blame Craigslist for this, and I'll tell you why. Oh, God. I have been snowboarding several times in my life. I would like to say, think that I'm a good snowboarder. I'm, I'm, I'm intermediate, okay? I can do those blues pretty well at this I point. I bet your shoulder would beg to differ, but go on. <laughs> okay. You, you keep your sass to a minimum. I'm just I'm asking the tough questions for your uh, shoulder who can't speak for itself. So because I've you know, gone several times and feeling I was feeling pretty good about myself, I decided, well, I'm sick of renting a snowboard. I'm going to get one. And I ended up getting a great deal on one on Craigslist. Ever since then, I want to go all the time. So... For my birthday, I mean, my birthday is in a couple of days, but, you know, we decided to go up to Lake Tahoe to go visit our uh, little family cabin, you know, because remember uh, earlier last year, we weren't sure if we were going to be able to keep it, and then we were able to keep it, so we're like, yay, let's go celebrate, so went up there. And, uh, you know, we were there with like five different girls, but only me and Katie were the ones who were determined on snowboarding, and... As soon as we got up early, early, you know, at the butt crack of dawn to get to the uh, to get to the mountain, there were all kinds of signs that God was giving me to turn around, get back in bed, or just go to go out to breakfast and have some mimosas with my other friends because we ran into a, a problem with my binding. Had to go to two different places to get that fixed. Then we went to the ski resort and then realized I forgot my snow boot back at the rental place. Had to go back and get that. Then we eventually got back up to the first lift and then Katie's binding broke. Had to go all the way back down. Jesus it was Christ. just like eventually, and even somebody else on the lift, a total stranger, was like, man... You're getting a lot of signs that you probably shouldn't be here. And I was like, yeah. yeah. Someone said that? Well, they said sometimes, you know, you just got to take the sign and just go, like, you know, throw in the towel or something to that effect. And we were like, yeah. Huh. (laughs) Anyway, so we kept snowboarding. We're actually doing a great job. We both felt really good about ourselves. I was, you know, cutting across the mountain. I was falling like I always do, but I was falling better than before, better than ever. And... You know, we're, it, it's like 3.30 in the afternoon by now. All the lifts close at 4, so we went up one more time going, all right, I've got one left in me. I'm really tired, but I'm going to keep going. I'm going to just do one more. It was the very last run of the day. Uh, catch an edge, fly over myself, land directly onto my shoulder, roll forward, and I think to myself, damn it, I have just re-injured my left shoulder. Because I, uh, you know, as some of you may know, I injured the same shoulder several years ago uh, because I, I just have a great string of luck in life in general. So uh, we, I, I got up. I was like, okay, I've, I've hurt myself. I got to get back down. But I can't be one of those people on the snowmobiles. 
that they snowmobile down. Oh, that's the worst when you have to be like the medically assisted person. <sighs> it's like, I yeah. I gotta do it. So I've been I, that person on a plane once and it is mortifying. You had to, wait, you what? I was the person that required that. Is there a medical professional on board oh, the plane? Oh, that's right. When you had that's that panic attack, horrifying. Yeah, the worst it, feeling. It's hard, and you know, those are the t- times where you, when you see somebody, it happened to someone else. You go, oh, exactly. Like, oh man. man. Or oh god. It's like you never know. Like depending <laughs> right. on who the person is. How much sympathy, right? So I, I get down part of the way, and then I'm going, okay. I don't think I can, I can snowboard anymore. This is really starting to hurt. I don't know if I can move my shoulder. So then Katie goes, well, why don't I talk to this medical? professional there was like a medical guy there you know with the cross the you know the jacket on and mm-hmm. everything so she goes she hurt her shoulder he's going okay all right well you know how does it hurt and blah 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 and uh do you want to do you think you can snowboard anymore i'm going no i definitely don't think i can so then he calls on the walkie and he goes hey i have an injury for a 34 year old male no he didn't he did. <laughs> and uh, and so we both had to go, female. Yeah. And he, then he just immediately went, well, 34-year-old female. And I was like, did he just misspeak or does he really think I'm a dude? Well, what Mind did you, you look like? I was not wearing a helmet. I was not wearing like a face mask. There was nothing to indicate. What was your hair giving? My, I mean, my hair wasn't looking great. I'd been falling on the snow all day. But and I had a, a little beanie on. I was gonna say if your hair, if you had like a hat on and they couldn't see the hair, <laughs> then I would look like a guy. Is I was that gonna say like that doesn't even really work. <laughs> like I, yeah, and, trying to give the guy the Benny hair. But. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so I ended up being one of the people that had to get you know brought down on the snowmobile. Totally embarrassing. Uh, you know that hospital there, the medical center at the resort. They're full of a bunch of people that have broken arms and legs and wrists and everything. They always say it happens at the very end of the day mm-hmm. because people are tired mm-hmm. and you sense. know they make mistakes and things like that. Like they say, people get into accidents and get tickets like within a mile of their home more, more exactly, than anywhere else. Exactly, like, exactly. Home stretch. So as far as I know, nothing's broken. But if I can't move it fully in a couple of days, then uh, I might have a tissue problem. Um, And my question here is, how long am I going to get assistance for? Because people have been helping me carry my bags. They've been helping me pull my pants up, tie my shoes, fill my water bottle. As long as you got the sling, people feel sympathy. Because I think I'm going to wear it a couple extra days, even if I don't need it anymore. (laughs) I would say wear it for the next few weeks. You know, oh, it's just really. But then you end up really hurting your arm more by doing that, I guess. That's so, yeah. true. Then I get a frozen shoulder. It's all back on me. Well, I'm sorry, God, I didn't take the signs. Well, speaking of cold shoulders, Democrats are giving the Republicans the cold shoulder right Whoa. now in the Senate. I'm really enjoying segues. Um, when we come back, we'll tell you the, about what's happening in the Senate right now as the impeachment trial is just a few moments away um, from getting started. Um, and something we've you know only seen happen two other times in this country. Uh, we'll explain it coming up. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Well, lots to look forward to today. Of course, it is a Tuesday, so we have just the tip Tuesday, as we always do. And uh, this week, we'll be covering how you're cleaning your house wrong. That's definitely a tease, isn't it? <laughs> if you think that you're doing something every week and you're not doing it correctly, got to keep listening. We'll do that later in the show. But first, we have to cover... All of this crazy, crazy, crazy impeachment stuff. Here is some crazy impeachment stuff. Because this is only the third time in the history of America this has ever happened, and it is crazier than ever impeachment yeah, stuff. No, Here is some crazy impeachment stuff. Of the craziest impeachment stuff ever. Um, 
You can do it. Crazy. Here is some crazy impeachment stuff. Uh, this morning, as we came on the air, the trial of the president of the United States began, and uh, it's, I, it's a lot of things. It's a, it's a lot of things. It's uh, frustrating. It's you know sobering. It's infuriating in a lot of ways. Um, last night, uh, Mitch McConnell. Uh, released the resolution which was basically him saying like these are the rules that i'm proposing for uh the senate trial for weeks now he's been saying that he would follow the clinton uh impeachment rules basically you know to the letter like we're going to do it the same way we did it before he released this resolution last night and it's like this is nothing like the peach the clinton impeachment oh okay um one of the most important one of the most significant parts of this um and how we'll be seeing this trial roll out over the course of the next uh days and weeks uh the the two opposing sides will have a total of 24 hours to present their 24 collective hours um, to present their cases before that was spread out over four days. You'd have four different sessions of six hours where you're making your case. In this instance, Mitch McConnell has given them 24 hours over the course of two days. So you have two 12-hour presentations. Oh, my God. The worst part of it is these presentations don't even start until the afternoon. So... So what, people are supposed to be there till three in the morning explaining exactly. why the president should be removed from office. Exactly. Why? And so Mitch McConnell is seemingly doing this to try and hide some of this in the cover of night to, you know, that's kind of how, uh, you know, all of the pundit class have been talking about this is saying like he's trying to hide this testimony, if you will, or um, or hide, you know, this this case being presented by by the House. He's also not automatically pulling over the evidence that came in the in the uh the house's impeachment inquiry um they're gonna have to vote on like they could end up voting on every piece of evidence which oh, is absurd my god um they still have not quite voted on whether or not they're gonna be witnesses it seems like he's trying to kick that down the road a little bit um it's just it's it is so overtly problematic mm. um and like it it reads as a cover up if anything ever has um, and them trying like, how do you have a trial with no witnesses and no documents? Like, what are we even discussing? And here? that every document has to be voted on. It could be that way. I mean, it seems like they'll probably take them as a lump or in a few like broken up um, pieces. But like the way that he's doing this is like, you know, in the previous in the previous impeachment of, of Bill Clinton, you bring all the evidence over that comes from the House and like it's all there and presented. Whereas in this one, like, that's not going to automatically happen. It's in question. Well, it seemed like all weekend I was reading about, uh, you know, Trump and a lot of Republicans saying, all right, let's just get this over with. There's minimal to no evidence anyway. And it's like, well, there is lots of evidence. But but that's I mean, even aside from that, Mitch McConnell doing this does seem like it's I mean, having cutting it down in half seems to be trying to sweep it un- under the rug as much as possible. I mean, like, let's just get this over. Let's just do it in two days. I'll remind you, the Republicans throughout the impeachment inquiry in the House, their their biggest complaint was that this is being rushed. This is happening too quickly. Uh, and, and that right. was like how they were complaining. And now it's like, we're going to rush this. We're going to do it too quickly. Like, it's, yeah. it's absurd. And I mean... Really, this is going to end up. Uh, we'll see how this impacts these, you know, senators when it comes time to the, for the election. Because seventy percent of Americans believe that there should be witnesses and evidence in this case. I mean, seventy percent of Americans agreeing on this is a pretty significant number. Fifty-one um, percent of Americans believe that Donald Trump should be removed from office. I saw this. that, and is that that's high, isn't it? It. it 
relatively speaking, like a, like you a, always com- think it should be more, but it's still right. pretty high comparatively to other impeachments. I believe that's the highest, if I'm not mistaken. But like. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous the way that the Republicans are positioning this. We're going to talk to Matthew Craffey um, from the California Log Cabin Republicans a little bit later about this entire thing, because I, I, I don't understand how Republicans can even like pretend this is reasonable in, in interviews, like, and, and argue like, oh, well, this is completely reasonable. Like, even if they're using the argument that they believe this whole thing is a witch hunt and a hoax, like, realistically, if, if that's what you believe, then all of your witnesses should be clear to come testify. If nothing happened, if this call was perfect, as Donald Trump calls it, like, well, then you should have no problem with your witnesses coming forward. The people who were subject to the call, the people who dealt with the the funding and all that kind of stuff, like everybody should be able to come testify if the call was perfect. But now they're saying like John Bolton might have to testify under a classified under a classified hearing that he like that they're going to try and exert executive privilege to stop his testimony. All of those things are happening mm-hmm. right now. Um, we're going to keep you guys updated throughout the day with what's going on with this impeachment and um, impeachment trial that is now beginning um, because it is something that is, you know, it, developing it not as happen. we speak. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's happening right now. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, you got more drop the subject. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Struggle is so real <laughs> over here trying to put these headphones on with one hand. It's uh, well, they're very floppy headphones. It's hard to get them on. But I was fiddling with for quite a while before you were like, you all right. I didn't even notice. I, I turned over and they were like five seconds. And I was like, and I was are like, you okay? And then there's this noise like. Eh, yeah, eh, yeah. Eh, uh, uh. All right. Drop uh, the subject. We were just talking about uh, some crazy impeachment stuff. Here is some crazy impeachment stuff. And I uh, wanted to remind you uh, of a couple of things. Number one, yesterday marked one year exactly until seemingly the swearing in of the next president, whether it's Donald Trump or if it is, you know, Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders or Joe Biden or whomever it is um yesterday is we are officially in the final year of at least this term of a presidency so yay maybe you potential yay Yay! i mean realistically we also could be in the final days of the trump presidency if this impeachment uh trial goes goes left or goes right if you see what i'm saying Mm -hmm. um but uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) seemingly we could be in the final days or at least in the very final year of the trump presidency um we also want to let you know about a game that we've uh, been working on and creating um that we're calling the drop the subject impeachment bingo yes and Jarrett put together a great bingo card it has all kinds of what what are some of the words that we have on the bingo sheet because we're going to tweet this out and you can actually get a randomized bingo card that has these names on it so that when the impeachment trial begins if these certain words are said, you can mark it off and possibly get a bingo. Certain things like <laughs> this word, I feel like we say all the time, unprecedented. Uh-huh. Nancy Pelosi. Yep. Quid pro quo. The American people. I hate when they reference. The American people want, it's like, you don't know what the hell the American no. people want. What about due process? Is that on there? Oh, due process is not on here. We do have witch hunt. Okay, that's a good one. We have, because it's dropped the subject, Robot. Ah, <laughs> you gotta have some rogue words in there. That exactly. Might exactly. Yeah, some crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can put that whole intro Are you in there too. By your bedside. At, at a, a robot. robot. Thank so you so funny, much, Emmy. Emmy. So funny. That's great. Um, we have impeachable offense. We have Adam Schiff. We have a bunch of words in here. So um, at the end of the segment, I'm going to tweet out the link so that you can get yeah. uh, your your own card. Um, and also, like in the, within the link, you can hit random, and it'll like mix up the cards for you guys and give you new cards um, every single time. So that's a, a cool thing. 
covering that we have for you. Yes. So, you know, when we're covering the impeachment stuff, because we are going to be covering some crazy impeachment stuff here is some crazy the impeachment trial. If we uh, say or mention any of these words, uh, if we, we're going to be sharing clips as well from the impeachment trials. If we play those and any of these words are said, you can mark off your bingo cards. You can buy your own little dauber and play along. And if you get a bingo, please call us at 833-77-CALL-Q. If you get a bingo... 833-77-CALL-Q. We have something, a mystery item with your name on it, so you're going to want to be paying attention. We are eventually going to figure out what that is. (laughs) We have a very clear idea of what your big bingo prize is, okay? A very clear idea. A very clear idea. But not a definitive one. It is clear, Uh. Jarrett. (laughs) So get your daubers ready. Okay. All right. I am... Though I am hurting today, I am in a good mood because, yes, we're going through a very hairy impeachment process and I have very hairy armpits right now because I can't shave. But You hurt your arm a day and a half ago. <laughs> like, either the hair is growing really fast or you just right, haven't done the That was the day I was supposed to shave. Just saying. It was already getting out of hand by Let's that point. Let's call a spade a spade here. <laughs> um, the 49ers. The San Francisco 49ers, who I know you boycott the NFL, but you still admit that you like the 49ers. I mean, I was raised a 49er. It's a very, I support the troops, but I hate the war kind of thing. Yeah. They are going to the Super Bowl. They are. So I am very excited. I spent Sunday uh, at a taco place in a casino, enjoying the game, having lots of tequila shots, uh, maybe too many tequila shots. I did bet on the game. I did lose the bet. Oh my God, you bet, bet against the 49ers? No, I did not. I didn't bet you against the 49ers. You bet against the no, 49ers? No, I didn't. I actually. How dare you root against the 49ers? I didn't. I promise you, I will How explain. did you lose the bet then? Okay. I bet that Jimmy Garoppolo, the quarterback, was going to throw. Speak English. I don't know what any of that meant. Okay. But Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know who he that is. He's the quarterback. I don't care. I'm He's just rooting for the He's the Tom Brady team. of the 49ers. Okay, you watch your mouth. Does that make That is the most disrespectful thing you know what a quarterback ever... is. I know what a quarterback is. I just don't know who he is. If it's not Steve Young or Joe Montana, okay. they don't play on this team for me. All right, the new Joe Montana. Thank you. If he was going to throw more than one touchdown, mm-hmm. that's what I bet on. And you bet what? I bet 50 bucks that he was going to throw more than one touchdown. Touchdown. And he only threw one. He didn't throw any. They were all rushing Run. touchdowns. Oh, yeah. So I, we were like, well, surely he's going to throw at least one. I mean, right, he's right. the quarterback. Yeah. You know, and, and then it ended up being like 37 to 20. They got plenty of points. None of them were how we thought they were going to be scored. Well, what, while we're talking about rushing touchdowns, we're going to have to rush this ending here. Um, talk to me about. <laughs> These are getting out of hand, your segues. You're welcome. Okay. Uh, talk to me about the history that's being made, though. So. There is going to be a historic first at this weekend's, uh, not next weekend's Super Bowl, and which will take place in Miami, February 2nd. Katie Sowers, she is a lady, she is a lesbian, and she is on the coaching staff for the 49ers. She is going. Clear, the lesbian part was kind of implied, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know. She came out, and I think everyone was like, great, wow, yeah. shocked, so shocked. <laughs> uh, your undercut said it all. All right. Uh, she's an offensive assistant coach with the 49ers. And at the Super Bowl, she will become the first female and first openly gay person to be calling the shots during football's biggest game. Shout so, out to Katie Sowers. That's amazing. I know. I'd love to have her on the show. 
but she says, no matter what you do in life, one of the most important things is to be true to who you are. There are so many people who identify as LGBT in the NFL, as in any business, that do not feel comfortable being public about their sexual orientation. Shout so. out to Katie Towers. Congratulations. Shout out. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Ladies and gentlemen, I think I might be cursed. Uh, go on. I have thought a little bit about this because I am injured. It's not the first time I've been injured. And it got me thinking, well, I am a part of that goddess moon circle group. Cult? Sorry, group? You say cult, I say group. Others say coven. I say when they ask you all to wear the same outfits and drink something and go out into a cabin. Cult. And uh, when I got, what do cows get? Branding? Yeah, exactly. I got that branded on my butt, you know. They broke your arm this weekend and you're hazing? I mean, just come on. Hazing. I love that you think there's hazing. I'm just saying. Well. I'm asking the tough questions. I'm a journalist. I think it's important that you're asking the tough questions because... I got to thinking, hey, maybe all of this bad luck is not just me being a bad luck type of person. Maybe someone has put a hex or a curse on me. And then I decided to go to Google to help me figure that out. Uh, Oh, great. It's like going to WebMD for your illness. (laughs) No, no, no. It's not WebMD. It's MagicalRecipesOnline.com. Wow. A trusted source. It is. Um, Okay. They have an email list. Oh, well, in that case, (laughs) you just legitimized them for me. these are 12 signs that you are cursed. Jarrett, I want you to listen to this before you poo-poo it. Okay. Number one, these are signs that you are cursed. And just to let you know, when a curse is an active attempt to bend somebody else's free will. And there are all kinds of ways you can do this if you buy one of those little crazy witch books. Like in the craft. Number one. If you are finding scary stuff in your house, I find scary stuff in my house all the time. Like what? There, Well, there was an incident a couple of days ago that Katie insisted was a ghost. Our heater, uh, we have like a little electric heater, turned on by itself. You have to turn a knob in order to turn it on, turned on on its own. Mm. Number two, you're seeing weird symbols in your house. I don't know if I have that. Number you have to three, say wedding house? Uh... Weird symbols. Like that aren't, that you didn't put there? Yeah, I don't know. Like, say you're stepping out of the shower, and then all of a sudden written in the mirror is like, I'm coming a for pentagram. you. pentagram. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be a, a yeah. good indicator. That I, I will say I haven't had yet. Missing photos. Photos, especially older or non-digital ones, are believed to possess something from your auric energy on them, and if those are going missing, could be a curse. I had several of my fo- photos go missing from my iCloud recently. They said non-digital photos. They said especially non-digital ones. Thank you. Okay. Next. Number four, missing underwear. I am missing many pairs of underwear. Uh, Or very personal items, they said. Okay. Okay. You look like you're not on board with this. I'm not. (laughs) I've bought literally none of this. Uh, Unidentified spilled liquids on your doorstep. Uh, Okay. Experiencing random pain. Evidence A. That's not random pain. You <laughs> fell down and broke your arm or shoulder okay, or whatever. Hold on, hold on. Wait. Number seven. Healthy house plants getting sick. I, you didn't water the plant. Pets acting weird. Go to break. Get us out hold of here. Hold on. Please. 
Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject is back. I am Jarrett. That's Ali. It is a an historic day um, for a number of reasons. But um, as we look out into, uh, as we look back in history, today will be one of the days that we will remember because today is the day that the trial of the President of the United States began in the Senate. And uh, as we updated you a little bit earlier today. There was already some controversy before the trial had even begun because of Mitch McConnell's resolution that he dropped uh, late last night. Uh, well, no, it was about six o'clock uh, Eastern time um, that, you know, had the rules that they were going to be outlying and debating um, today. And we we're kind of surprised by them because he'd been saying that they were going by the Clinton standards. And then they came out and were like, sis, this this actually has nothing to do with the Clinton standards, mm. um, the, the rules that we set there. So uh, since we uh, last talked about this and really within the last few minutes here, um, a headline has come out that there have been significant changes to the resolution um, there. Uh, the We talked earlier about each side of this um, was being given 24 hours spread out across two days, as opposed to in the Clinton impeachment, it was 24 hours over four days, giving each day about six hours of, of presenting of your case um in this one it was two days which meant there would be two seemingly 12 hour um days for each side of this case that has now been changed to three days to one? Oh, <laughs> right they're like you have 24 hours but you have to use them all in six minutes it's gonna be a live stream all <laughs> exactly, night right okay they um they right, have three, changed okay, the rules three? three is i mean it's still it's eight three hours? eight hour days or three eight hour presentations I mean, realistically, it's also you're you're imposing these rules on yourself, right? Like 12 hours of presentation per day, which is not even like the full trial. Like that's a grueling day by itself. Um, but this has been changed. I'm talking to a senior aide in the Senate and we're I'm uh, messaging right now. I tweeted out that I think that Mitch McConnell put out this extreme ridiculous um, number so that he could look like he was moderating. Um, and I, I've gotten a string of text messages uh, from uh, someone over in the Senate saying, uh, to your most recent tweet, I think all this is happening in real time. I don't think the first resolution was premeditated or rather the reports um, of what was in the first rules package. I think McConnell is in real time convos with his caucus on this. If he had had the votes for the stricter resolution, it would have been on the floor. I don't think he has any interest in or incentive to public moderate he cast his lot with trump at this point at least in this moment so disagreeing with me on that i i don't have any trust in mitch mcconnell so well it seemed wasn't he one of the people who actually did want to hear witnesses no he wasn't no absolutely not Wait, no, mitch mcconnell is deeply against the the witnesses but there, I thought there, there was something senators. that he said that was it not him then? I thought there was somebody well, uh, who was like, well, I mean, technically, bit- Mitch McConnell was for having witnesses in impeachment trials. That was just in 1999 when it was against Bill Clinton. So there is tape of him saying that that you probably have seen huh. um, oh, being okay. played in loops where he was like, you know, he's been completely different on this impeachment than he was with with uh, Bill Clinton. Okay, one more question. Yeah. Eight hours of testimony and presentations. Presentation, not testimony. Okay. Eight hours of testimony. <laughs> Sorry, pre- presentation. <laughs> I. Uh, do, how many breaks do people get during this? Is it just consistently eight hours? And if you got to go to the bathroom, you got to miss some of the presentation? That's Is a there good a question. lunch break? Is I would imagine getting... they would probably uh, go into recess uh, at various different points. Um, that's a that's a good question. I don't imagine it'll be eight continuous hours, um, but I mean, you know, so I'm just never know. Like, I don't know. Well, I would imagine they're not going to do eight continuous hours. It's just hours. crazy that big 
trials for like businessmen and you know people that, that last weeks. Yeah. That they just take their time. They're like, you know what? Let's have a couple hours of this. Now let's take a lunch break. Now let's we go home for the day. Let's deliberate on this for a real long time, however you need long you need. And then now this just seems so like, why do we need to do this all in three days? Well, like yeah, I mean, again, as we why talked about we last hour, sent the Republicans in the House their biggest complaint about the impeachment proceedings that happened was that this was happening too quickly. Um, and so uh, there's a, a great, if you're like really trying to follow this throughout the day, you can go to CNN Politics um, because they have a great like uh, update feed that's um, continuously updating throughout the day. I um, mean, they have like this expectation of how we anticipate the breakdown of just this House, res- the resolution um, from the Senate, um, what that's going to look like. And it's Mitch McConnell will introduce his resolution. Then the resolution will be read. After that, the House managers and the White House defense team will each have an hour to argue their side of the resolution. Like, it's a lot of procedure. So Um, this is a whole day being taken up about how the future days are going to go down. Well, it's it won't be the full day, but it'll be a big portion of the so day. So then what's the second half of today? They I be, they might begin presenting cases today. Um, I'm not exactly sure. It, it's it's going to depend on a lot of things, uh, namely how many amendments get put up for the resolutions, because each time there's an amendment that has to be debated, they have to go back and forth, and then they have to vote on it. So if Chuck Schumer were to lay out a hundred different resolutions, we could be here all day and into tomorrow. If he only lays out a couple, it could be a lot shorter. Yet another question. Yeah. What about the stuff that Lev Parnas said in his interview with Rachel Maddow? Is that, uh, and I know we kind of touched on this, mm-hmm. can somebody in their presentation bring this up and, and submit it as evidence? That's or is a, that out of... That is another important question. So, like, right now, there's no... Um, there are no rules about whether or not witnesses can be brought forward or, or new evidence. Um, as of right now, there will seemingly be no new evidence that could be brought in because um, they're not even necessarily bringing over all the old evidence right. from the last okay. hearing. Right. So that'll be something that we'll watch for in the coming weeks about like where they end up voting, when, where and when they end up voting um, on the rules of impeachment because there's obviously a, a treasure trove of new things that have come out. Um, we told you that we would talk about the two candidates that just got a big endorsement. We got to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll tell you who they both are and why it's this historic moment for both of those candidates uh, to be nominated. That's coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject return. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject is back and we've got breaking news out of the drop the subject newsroom. Which is not a thing. Um, it's next to the Smokey Eye team. Yes, yes, yes. The Smokey Eye team is in the Drop the Subject newsroom. They have their own <laughs> little corner over there. We actually um, have a closet. We've um no 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 they can't be in a closet. <laughs> there's if there's anywhere I think they they'd want to be in a walk-in closet. closet. I could see that maybe <laughs> with glass window like glass walls and yes, everything. Yes, and like rotating shoes. Um, we have uh, just been updating you throughout the morning about the impeachment hearings that or, excuse me the impeachment trial that has begun this morning in the Senate. And we told you a few minutes ago that there was one change that had been made about the amount of time each side would be able to be given to present their cases. Um, twenty four hours spread over the two days was the initial. Res- resolution uh 24 hours over three days is where they have moved it to now but there's another change we were just talking about this as well um about evidence coming over from the house well um in the initial resolution it said uh, materials in in this record may be admitted into evidence by motion made after the senate has disposed of the question of whether it shall be in order basically saying we will make a decision on whether or not we're going to bring over this evidence from the house that has not been changed as well. Um, they 
according to uh, CNN, they say that the change from um, the change is now that all of the documents will come over from the House. Um, okay. So that's a that's a good one. I'm literally looking at them crossing out parts of this resolution and handwriting in the changes. Well, they're, whose they, chicken scratch am I looking? They at? will handwrite these changes and then go back and then edit them into the actual documentation. I just think it's kind of funny that they're like, all right, we'll cross that out and write will. Okay, and then, and then I mean, like, this, this handwriting is barely legible. This How are we going to trust this? Definitely has serial killer slant. Um, it does. This may be Joe from you who's doing this writing. <laughs> um, I'm not sure, but I think it's possible. Um, so yes, things are ever changing. Um, I'm seeing that the updates on the CNN feed have four more updates since we just like refreshed this. So um, these things will be continuing to change and update um, throughout the morning, and we'll keep you uh, posted as those things happen. But we also want to let you know that we are always talking about uh, the presidential candidates in the 2020 election because they are now, you know, it's rather imminent. Uh, the Iowa caucuses are about a dozen days away. It's time for us to drop the president. <laughs> The president. Time for us to drop this president a long time ago. But go ahead. That's true. But it seems that some are being endorsed and others are being complete opposite as far as what Hillary Clinton has said about Bernie Sanders. Well, there's that. Let's break all this down. Well, for the first time uh, in their history, the uh, I'll just read the way that they wrote it. The New York Times um, has made an endorsement for a president and they say in a break with convention, the editorial board has chosen to endorse two separate Democratic candidates for president. Those two. Amy Klobuchar and Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. And they didn't even go up an octave when they talked about Amy Klobuchar, they so didn't. they mean it. I mean, they, didn't even, they didn't even write it, write it in like hyperscript. Exactly, or in italics or and something also, like that. Yeah. She's actually not bad. Um, so uh, this is a, a significant moment for them because, um, you know, that's a pretty big endorsement to get. We will see what that translates to in Iowa, though. because I would where it's going imagine this, that baby Klobuchar's and her team are jumping up and down right now. They got to be freaking stoked. But you She's gotta, got a shaky bang now. One of the, she didn't before. One of the things that uh, we've talked about being a... a, a an unusual or unprecedented, if you're playing bingo, um, part of <laughs> part of this uh, impeachment trial and election happening side by side is the fact that we have four senators who are running for president that are off the campaign trail and cannot uh, cannot campaign for their their presidential. Uh, uh, bids that are happening in Iowa because they have to be in the it's in the Senate here uh, during um, the impeachment trial. So it's going to be interesting to see how that affects the race. It's obviously good for Pete Buttigieg. It's good for mm-hmm. Joe Biden. It's good, you know, for the folks like a- Andrew Yang and Tom Steyer and Michael Bloomberg. Well, well Michael Bloomberg's not competing in Iowa. Do you think that they would be of the mindset then to do this in a t- let's knock this out in two days? So I the, can get back the on senators? the campaign, campaign, I mean, campaign trail? Kind of, but like they also know that if we do knock this out in two days, it's not going to be effective, right? right? So it's it's a, it's a definitely being stuck between a rock and a hard place. Uh, and then Hillary Clinton has, I guess, done a recent interview, and she shared some of her thoughts uh, with The Hollywood Reporter about what she thinks about Bernie Sanders. She said, nobody likes him, nobody wants to work with him, it's all just baloney, and I feel so bad that people got sucked into it. I mean, I'm waiting for you to tell me where the lie comes in. Because, I mean, Bernie Sanders is a really exhausting figure. If he were the, the candidate for president, would I vote for him? Yes. But, like, he's always so angry. He's always yelling. He's never combed his hair. I just don't understand... I don't understand the appeal of Bernie Sanders. Well, I think it was very nice of her to use terms he can understand, like baloney. <laughs> Get out of here. It's very nice of him. 
Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of the day where Ali has the control of the headlines. I have control of the votes, and the people have the control of nothing. All right. We have three days <laughs> and 12 hours okay. to do this. Reasonable. All right. And I'm not going to bring any new evidence. The three headlines <laughs> here are the ones I will use. All right. Headline number one, why you should never clean out your inbox. Oh, I've been actually thinking about doing that because... Don't do it. Okay. Don't do it. News it. Headline number two, tennis player scolded at Australian Open for making a ball girl unpeel his banana. Is that one of the gayest news headlines? It could be. (laughs) News it. All right. And then headline number three, why sex is better with the lights on? Is that true? Mm -hmm. Um, Allie, I think you might have a three for three. Ah, ah, ah. Three stories. We will take a quick break. Three. When we come back, Alex, so three for three. Number. Number. That's, the that's the number. That's the number. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents. Lose it or lose it. You're welcome. Very nice. Uh, News to lose it is back. Uh, Allie with an historic three for three. Thank you. I don't think that's ever happened before. Yes, it happens all the the time. History of this show happens Uh, a lot. (laughs) All right, what you got? Okay, do you? How well kept do you keep your inbox? Your email inbox. Um, my primary inbox. Well, I can't even say that anymore. I I don't like to have more than ten or fifteen unread emails, and now I'm at like sixty, and it's just it's okay. But do you archive everything, or do you delete a lot of things? Like my wife will delete everything. She doesn't have. I mean, if you go past the first page, there's probably one to two pages of emails. Period. Really? Yes. Oh no, I have. I keep almost all of my emails. Okay. So unless it's like stalker stuff. Which what? I've had like stalkers in my email. Cool. Which, yeah, it's cool the first email, <laughs> and then by the third one, it's a little weird. Oh, well, yeah. I would I would love to read some of those on the air. Oh, no. <laughs> That's not happening. Uh, no. Okay, well, this is an opinion piece by uh, on Mashable, and this guy, Alex Perry, this writer, I'm a huge fan of what he's saying, because he's making a You're case. You're picking up what he's putting down. Yeah, I'm picking up what he's putting down. <laughs> I'm spooning what he's dishing. I don't know what the... I can go on, but I shouldn't. This is getting weird. He says, the case for never cleaning out your inbox. So he even has a screenshot of his inbox, and it says 2,727 unread emails. He should be shot. And then he says, I refuse to apologize. He says, I'm self-aware enough to know that I am an unorganized person. Android using Trump support. Never mind. Go on. (laughs) Hey, I don't think... Don't judge someone on their inbox. I'm just saying. Uh, I know know plenty of people with iPhones with crazy... Yes, that's true. And I don't bleed this over into my text messages, I will say. He says, an unkempt inbox is a fascinating digital record of what is going on in your life at any given moment. That flight itinerary from eight months ago or that job rejection from five years ago, that might be useful someday. They very likely won't be, but you never know. And this is where I completely agree because I feel like my Gmail is the Google of my life. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Think about it. Think about it. No, I think that's actually right. Um, I have to, I'm starting to, I have like two other book projects I'm starting and one of them is like, on like my background in my life and like it is good to be able to go back and find that email that you sent when you quit that job or the email that you sent when yes, you yeah, yeah, or an old resume absolutely. or something but there's also like 6,000 billion 
Un- that's a number. Unusable, irrelevant emails right, like that emails comes with the tele- from Wayfair.com about the <laughs> sale that they have this weekend. <laughs> or from 2013. There. All right. Having sex with the lights on. It can seem weird. It can seem awkward to see everything all hanging out. And yes, we have been conditioned, I think, for the most part to have sex in the dark. But according to someone named Adina Mahali, she's a certified relationship consultant and sex uh, sexual health as- expert. She says that having sex with the lights off can stem from several personal and societal factors and that it's in fact most it's more beneficial and you will have better sex with the lights on because you're appreciating your body you're celebrating your partner's body and this comes from you know people seeing like sex used to be seen as a sin in catholicism and sex in many religions is seen as something that should not be done recreationally so there's like this inherent shame that a lot of people Mm. have in sex which is why a lot of people do it in the dark but they we have to break the norm I uh, I would be really curious about what Dr. Chris thinks about this. Um, I'm sure it could be an interesting conversation where he comes on and he talks to us about what's happening in the sex world. I think you should definitely have sex with the lights on. Uh, we got to take a quick break. <laughs> Ali, you still have one story left. Uh, I do. We'll finish out News It or Lose It and uh, update you on some feedback. That's up next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Still trying to spread out my eating throughout the day here. <laughs> Enjoying a lovely pupusa from producer Jeffrey in the morning show. Yeah, and I will say, uh, he came in and offered uh, you a pupusa, and I'm sitting here pupusa-less. No, that's not what happened. No? He said he had pupusas, and I asked for one. And he's like, oh, yeah, oh, you can have I one. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. okay. I just walked in with him handing you a pupusa, and oh. I was like, ooh, I love those. And then he was like, bye. Oh, no, <laughs> I yeah. Like, I was like, all right. I said, oh, you have pupusas? I want one. He's like, oh, uh, sure, okay. <laughs> My well, aunt made these. You're an opportunist, Jarrett, and it's paying off in pupusas. I don't know how to take that, but um, <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get to this final news that or lose it story. So the Australia Open, um, I think it's still going on. I'm not a big tennis buff, but it has been going on throughout the weekend. And one tennis player, a Frenchman by the name of Elliot Bonchartrie, he has wow, look thing. at you. What's huh? the name? Elliot Bonchartrie. Mm, he has that been was hot. Hey, thank you. Thank I'm you. Not merci, on to merci you. beaucoup. Calm down, Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> This is a workplace, Jared. Exactly. Uh, so he he got uh, talking to from one of the umpires because he uh, had to have a little snack, a little energy boost during the match. Uh, he had a banana and he didn't think he could peel it himself. He couldn't possibly. So he handed it to a ball girl and ordered her to peel his banana for him. And as she was doing so, she was you know looking around while she was peeling it, like, okay, you can't do this yourself. And the umpire noticed, and he yelled at the tennis player. Well, good. And was like, unpeel your own banana. What the hell's the matter what with you? you? What a kind of a D-bag. Yes, the Frenchman reluctantly took the banana back off the slightly bemused ball girl, and then he attempted to peel it with his teeth. Because I guess he had, like, plaster on some of his fingers. You know how some mm. tennis players do that? So, I mm-hmm. guess... I'm he- totally aware of that. Aren't you? Yeah, I, I knew that. This is my first time reading about it, so oh. we're all learning. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Elliot Bachantry is now uh, a little bit more hated by some of the people that watched him play the, over the weekend because the they f- thought it was very tacky. Having never even heard of this person before this story, I get the feeling this probably isn't the first time he's done something like this. Well, he's also very young. I know he's one of the youngest in- players and he's a new player, so mm. I don't know if maybe he just doesn't know the banana lingo yet. Uh, apparently not. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, it's time for us to get into a little bit of feedback from you all. Um, wanted to answer this question that came in on Twitter for us regarding uh, the impeachment trial bingo. 
um, that we tweeted out a little bit ago. Um, because we haven't had two hours to go through the rules of impeachment bingo. Exactly. Um, we're we're going to debate the, the rules of, of bingo here. Uh, I object! Chris I and know. Shelby on Twitter were asking, um, do we use just things that we cover here in, in, in uh, crazy impeachment stuff segments, or is it because if you're watching the live feed, you are using the impeachment bingo? It's only for segment talk here on the show, because realistically, you'd already have bingo. Um, yeah, because Shelby, Shelby Chandler was like, uh, if that's right, then bingo. Yeah, exactly. because it would be pretty much immediate. Yeah, there's no way that we can keep track of every word that's being spoken, because we have to flap our mouths here on I was going to say, Q. don't know if you guys heard, but we're also on the radio. Right. So it's uh, kind of an important part. Uh, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got a whole lot more for you. In the next hour, we're going to talk to Matthew Crafty from the Log Cabin Republicans. I am going to grill him! <laughs> on this impeachment. Tell him to think about it. Take a breath. <laughs> That's up next. Drop the subject to new Channel Q. Drop the subject to new Channel Dang Q. It. Checking out that new music from Lady Gaga while uh, Allie tries to figure out how to get on her headphones uh, here with one hand. I've been hand. doing great. You have. That was just a, a rough one. That was a miss. Won't talk to you about what your hair looks like right now. Not important. Hey, you know what? The hair is the biggest struggle to having one arm. <laughs> I woke up this morning and I was like, well, I got a shower and yeah. I can't prolong this any longer. And then I had to wash my hair and then I couldn't really dry it. And uh, this is what I was able to do with one hand. Well, no, the hair has been fine oh, up, really? up until just now when you put the headphones on oh, it. Okay. You really, you really did a number on it. It's I, fine. All right. I, I did several passes at a beanie this morning that didn't go well, so I decided to just several walk out. passes at a beanie? <laughs> yes, it was not going well, so I just decided to... My head was looking like a penis, so I decided to just leave without a beanie on. Not touching that. Okay. So it's time for Just the <laughs> I don't tip think anyone Tuesday. would. Just the Tip Tuesday, uh, where we always give you different tips and hacks and tricks on ways that you can uh, do things a little bit better in your life. Allie found this headline uh, from our friends over at the BuzzFeed machine. I think um, this is an Emmy joint. Oh, is this an Emmy joint? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. No! Oh, I almost just said a bad... <laughs> I don't know what I just said. Well, okay. Yeah. This is um, basically a bunch of cleaning tips for your house um, and things that you're probably doing wrong or could be doing better. And as I'm looking at this list, I was like, oh my God, I totally need to do this. I need to do that too. So um, what's your first one? Okay. Well... I actually used this recently because uh, number one is how to get wine stains out. Mm. And uh, I had a wine stain on a brand new white shirt and this stuff wine away is definitely, I mean, that this is what they recommend in the actual article that we're reading. But another one that I can add to is Dawn soap and hydrogen peroxide got my wine stain out of my brand new shirt no problem instantly. And that's really? what I always like is you can find some kind of a solution of, I mean, it's always like vinegar or baking soda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like vinegar or baking soda will fix everything. So what are the two things you use? I used equal parts hydrogen peroxide and Dawn soap. So on this list, they say to use wine away, but I would give that a try because it's cheaper Yeah, and it was very effective, even though I had left the wine there for quite a while. Giving you some uh, interior designer insight, I, when we've like spilled something on a rug or something and like it's really hard to clean my immediate go-to is always pouring a bunch of water over it to dilute it yeah and then using towels like pressing it down like to suck all of that up gotta get the absorb yeah Yeah. exactly it's yeah 
Um, I love this one. They say soak your dingy shower head in a plastic bag full of vinegar and baking soda, or even easier, you can use what's called a decalcifier. I think that's like that CLR stuff um, for about two hours um, to remove unwanted buildup and grime. Basically, it's doing all the work for you. And so, like, they have like this big like uh, zipper top bag with the liquid in it, and it's like rubber banded around the shower head, and like to help clear out the the different holes to get the water out. Yeah, I, I can really uh, definitely recommend removing that before you try and shower. Good call. Yeah. Good call. Because, and like with some of this stuff, I'm like, okay, yeah, you can put vinegar on everything to make it clean. But then what do you do about your whole house smelling like vinegar? Well, then you have to boil cinnamon. (laughs) My mom would, my mom, like if she was cooking something that would like get the smell uh, like throughout the house, like if you're like frying fish or something like that and like make the whole house smell like that, she would just like put some cinnamon and water in a saucepan on the stove and boil it. No way. Oh yeah. Oh, I will absolutely do that. It's totally My apartment smells like cooked fish all the time no comment um, <laughs> but yeah like just boil like water and cinnamon and like it makes the house smell like cinnamon no way that's a great tip or you tip. can use like allspice or nutmeg or something like that yeah oh okay number four we're gonna skip down a little bit this is I think the best on the list so far and this is breaking down your chore list into See, a I 10 think, day schedule I think this is the worst one why because if you do it like no one wants to clean their house 10 consecutive days it is good for breaking breaking up the the work but I feel like isn't would anyone do all this well okay I I think 10 days is a lot yeah maybe we could consolidate it to like four days but I Look think at that- you Mitch McConnell <laughs> See what I did there. See, I'm, I, I'm all about compromise. There you go. That's okay. what him and I have in common. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the only thing we have in common. <laughs> but I, if you say I'm going to cl- deep clean my entire house in one day, you're going to lose steam. I mean, oh, you go true. through like a couple of rooms and then you're like, all right, I'm exhausted. And if you're, Or you're going to be kind of spot cleaning your whole house and you're not really going to do a deep, deep clean. Which is clean. what you're always doing anyway. So quickly, yeah, they say to do day one bedroom, day two kitchen, then bathroom, entryway. <laughs> What are these, Rockefellers? In my foyer, yeah. Uh, Living room, drawers, windows, closets, fridge, and then day 10 is your appliances. I think this actually makes sense for the the sake of a deep cleaning. I was thinking this was just like your regular week kind of stuff. Um, I think this actually would work. I could see this happening. Um, I also, one of the the other ones I found really interesting is uh, them talking about pouring hot water over your sink full of dirty dishes before tackling hardened residue. It's kind of like the the opposite of soaking things, like using like the really hot water um, and pouring it over your dishes. Never even thought about that before. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you let them soak for like 10 minutes, you can get anything out of there. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's skip down to number 11. Ditching showering in standing, uh, ditch showering in standing water and get a tub shroom. Now, this is one of those made-for-TV things, and it's a little plastic mushroom that basically collects hair. Uh, by the way, the pictures that go with this list, disgusting, uh, disgusting. would not yeah. recommend. Uh, but it neatly catches hair, and it's supposed to make it better so you don't have to clean out your drain a bunch of times. It's just really easy to clean and maintain. Um, I don't have one of these. Okay, so this is gross. <laughs> Need to unclog snake? your drains first. They say try this cult favorite drain snake with a flexible barbed wand that'll make the process quick and pain-free. Um, this is disgusting looking. They like pull the thing out of the drain, Blech. and there's like a paper towel with all kinds of. That is my least favorite thing to wet, clean. Disgusting of hair. All. We switch off. I'm like, I cleaned that thing last time. You are cleaning it next time, and that is the thing that I'm like. Bleh. The whole time. Uh, And then finally, before we go to break, there's another one here with a guide to stains. Mm, This is so interesting. So they have what the stain is and the corresponding uh, at-home remedy that you can use to get the stain out. For example, grass, vinegar. That's your solution. They say red wine, white wine. 
Never even better. Before, yeah. I always drink both anyway. Deodorant use denim. Who knew that? Huh. Sweat using lemon juice. That sounds gross. I'm always getting my lipstick stains out with baby wipes. <laughs> Um, uh, grease is you want to get that out with soda. Ink, use milk. Uh-huh. Oil, you're going to want to use white chalk. I know everyone has that in their house. Then finally, makeup, use shaving cream. What? Never heard of that before. Never heard that. And blood, hydrogen peroxide, coffee, baking soda. I'm tweeting out the link to this article right now so you can uh, check, check out all of these cool hacks. They also have some products in here that you can buy if you want um, and make them some money. So um, when we come back, we're <laughs> going to talk to Matthew Crafty. Yeah, the, give Amazon some money for God's California sake. California Lock Evan Republicans um, about their perspective on impeachment. That's next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. We're about 45 seconds away, Allie. You want to start putting those headphones on? <laughs> I know. I, I'm actually getting good at it because I'm just holding my headphones in my left arm, the broken one, and then I'm just putting my head <laughs> all the way onto my arm. Each time I've seen you put on the headphones, you've done it differently. Yes. So, I'm developing a system here. And what are Leave we, me alone. We're, what, 10 segments into the show now? So it's just getting more and more creative by the moment. Thank you. Um, I want to uh, bring in one of our old pals around here, around Channel Q. Um, he is the president of the California Log Cabin Republicans. And as I said, one of the Republicans I can have extended with. conversations mm-hmm. with. Uh, Matthew well, Crafty is joining us on the phone. How's it going, Matthew? Going great. It's great to be with you guys. So I'm ready to grill you. <laughs> Get ready. Oh, I'll present. you always? I know, right? <laughs> I'm going to do the sound effects. Oh, burn! Yeah, whenever, whenever Jared gets a burn. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, obviously the impeachment trial began this morning. I guess your top line thoughts, feelings, how are you uh, feeling about it? I mean, I, I'm feeling it's playing out exactly the way I would have thought it would play out. You know, we had the House proceeding that um, was dominated by the Democrats running it the way they wanted to run it. And now it's uh, flipped to the Senate where the Republicans are doing the same thing. And each side in both cases complained that the process wasn't fair. And uh, that's pretty much how it's going to go the rest of the rest of the time. So. Um, uh, okay, so I one of the things that I do, like if I'm on the phone with like a customer service person or if I'm on, on with like someone who's doing something and I'm like, this, this doesn't make sense, I will just ask them, is it reasonable? And I'm going to do that now because there are okay. a few different things where I'm like, there's no way that you can think this is reasonable. So Mitch McConnell is obviously the uh, majority leader over in the Senate. And he was on Fox News on December 12th and said, quote, everything I do will be in coordination with the White House counsel. There will be no difference between the president's position and our position. And later said in that same interview, there's no chance the president is going to be removed from office. He's also seeming he's the basically the jury foreman. Does that sound reasonable to you? Um, Not it's not ideal, (laughs) but I also think there was a lot of things on the Democratic side. Don't what about me played out. Don't don't what about isn't me on this. (laughs) I'm I'm talking about exactly. I I do think ideally, uh, if it's a fair process, uh, you're not in coordination with anyone else. So, yeah, I agree with you on that. I just think that that speaks to the entirety of this process, which no one, if you look at independence, the country's split. No one really feels like this has been an entirely fair process on either side. So I think that's one more element. I don't think that's the only thing you can point to that's not been entirely um, fair or really has been kind of different in compared to, to prior impeachment. So, 
Yes, I, I agree with you. I don't think he should have done that or said that. Um, and I think that that um, also takes away from the credibility of whatever the Senate does. Um, but, you know, the Senate's going to vote how the Senate's going to vote. And really, if there, there's the vote, so there's enough people that are in the middle on the Senate that are moderates, that if really there's a strong case, I, I would argue they would vote for impeachment. Okay, so even on that note, though, is it reasonable that senators are calling to ha- or angling to have no witnesses in this case and and very little evidence? Well, I think it's interesting if if uh, we should have heard from all the witnesses in the House, right? I mean, that was the point of the House impeachment. But this is the trial. That, but the the witnesses are supposed to be from the House, and keep in mind. The Democrats chose all of the people that we heard from in the House. But what about they, Bolton? They he would be no... a noob. He would be a noob, wouldn't he? Like they Who? didn't uh, Bolton. Like they they wanted to enter. They wanted to have him as a witness during the the Senate trial, and they didn't have him in the House. I mean, that's somebody new that we could get more information from. Well, he didn't. He didn't want to testify back then. He's changed his mind on that now. I, I actually think. Uh, I think McConnell's proposal that they'll do a vote on witnesses is fair. You know, if there's a majority vote, if there's a simple majority vote for witnesses, then I think that that allows Republicans and Democrats to call the people that they want to call. Okay, but the fact that so many senators are angling to have no witnesses that doesn't raise alarms for you the reason i'm asking this question is because i we hear donald trump constantly talk about how the call was quote perfect and my thing is like if the call was perfect then why wouldn't you want all of the witnesses to come out and talk about what happened then you could also make the argument that if the case that the democrats laid out in the house was so perfect and so strong then you wouldn't need to keep calling more witnesses (laughs) you know i mean like so you, you can play this both ways. I mean, I, I think uh, the Republicans didn't get anything they wanted from the House. They were never listened to. They didn't get to call any witnesses that they wanted. It's it's kind That's of not laughable. accurate because there were plenty of people that, that were up there on some of those panels that were Republican witnesses. Who? There weren't a bunch of them, but on the panel where we had four different um, constitutional scholars talking about... We had one what, person in the final, the final closing proceeding that was not even a Trump supporter, but was arguing on, uh, you know, on behalf of the Republicans. Exactly. Republicans were one person (laughs) through the entire process. Um, So it's kind of laughable that they control the entire rules in the House and the proceedings but they're entitled to and allowed to. And then they want to come into the Senate, which they do not control the majority. And but Matthew, we're even if we're but Matthew, and we got to take a break, and we'll come back with you sure. in a moment. But like, even if we're just removing the this the the part about like Democrats did this and blah blah blah. Like, if this is a trial now, because like these were these were hearings that we had to to get the articles. If this is a trial, how do you do that without new without witnesses? Especially in the last month, there have been so many different things that have come out since the impeachment articles were drafted, and like, so they should just hear none of that information. We'll talk about this more when we come back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject is back. We're talking with Matthew Crafty, the president of the California Law Cabin Republicans, about impeachment. Yeah, and I I know you kind of alluded to this as we were going into our last break, Jared, but I wanted to ask you, Matthew, uh, you know, a lot of new uh, potential evidence has come out of the Lev Parnas interview with Rachel Maddow. How are you feeling about, you know, I know we just discuss, we just talked about bringing witnesses into the trial, but are you 
personally interested in hearing any follow through on some of the things that Love Parnas said in his interview, particularly about, uh, you know, Vice President Mike Pence and some of the other people that he incriminated in that interview. Um, I'm I'm happy to hear more about that, but I'm also I think there's a reason why uh, Parnas wasn't ever included in the original House proceedings. I mean, Rachel Maddow had been working on that interview with him for months. People known about Parnas for months. No one thought he was credible on any of this, and he's someone who's facing a ton of charges separate from this. And uh, Ukrainian officials who basically have said for him to claim that he had the access that he had, he would have had to have met with us or worked with us to get that information, and none of us have ever either met him or heard of him. So there's nothing credible that has come out of that that, that says what he's claiming is actually true. I mean, okay. if it was, probably other, even CNN, when even Jake Tapper on CNN says, this guy's not credible, and we really should be cautious about r- repeating the things he's saying because of all of these other reasons why. So, but wouldn't so, that be more of a reason to put him under oath? Well, I think you could, but I mean, you could put a whole bunch of people under oath. Shouldn't we be putting a whole, like, where this whole thing started? I mean, that's with the where president? Go. Um, with with and, who? No, I'm talking about, like, going back to the whole thing in Ukraine, which was the whole purpose of this investigation. Everyone says is fine, too. If you want to go into where everything started, you can go back there, and that's where Republicans are going to go. So I don't really have a problem with it. I think, I think there will be witnesses. I think we're getting ahead of ourselves saying that there won't be witnesses. I think there probably will be. I think probably a Bolton and a few others will meet that, you know, majority threshold that people want to hear from. And I think that's fine. And I don't really hear any Republicans. I don't hear anyone on Trump's side saying, don't call them. Are you serious? Think, yeah. Girl. Trump, Trump and his legal team, you know, I just saw in interviews this weekend saying we're fine if Bolton gets called. But Okay, I have to stop you because, Matthew, Republicans have been all but against having witnesses. The president is talking about uh, about claiming executive privilege over John Bolton or and Senate Republicans are, are talking this morning about even going into a classified cl- a closed session if John Bolton does testify. Like Republicans do not want te- do not want testimony. That's why there's only like four that they're thinking might vote for witnesses in the first place. Some Republicans don't, but you can you can watch Donald Trump in just the last week when he's asked about this question say I'm I'm fine if of he testifies. Of course he says that, but then he doesn't. Donald Trump also says that like Mexico is going to pay for the wall, and then is taking the money from the budget. Like Mike Trump, Mike. I mean, Donald Trump is always saying something and then doing the other. Like that's why uh, well, you were talking about Rachel Maddow earlier. Like she always says, "Watch what they do, not what they say," because he will say one thing well, and then go and act that's another. That's true of both sides. They're politicians. You can we can go through this on any and like Democrats and Republicans say one thing and do a different thing. He's not unique in that. Maybe he does it more than others. We can have that discussion. But, but that's still deflecting the point, though, Matthew. Like, Donald Trump does not want witnesses in this. Donald Trump doesn't want witnesses. Mitch McConnell does not want witnesses, which is why we're in this the, predicament the that we're in. The point of this section of the trial, right, if we have all the evidence that the House has put together, the point of the Senate trial is to present that evidence to the Senate each side gets an equal amount of time, which is what the rules that McConnell voted for. They're each going to get, I think, 16 hours uh, to present their case, an equal amount of time, and then they get to vote on witnesses. How is that not fair? Why, why is that like an issue? So you're saying 
the Democrats get to run the entire process the way they wanted to in the House. Then they get to go tell the Senate, which they do not have any power, how you're going to conduct your trial. I just, We're going to get to call the witnesses we've decided we want you to call. You don't get to pick the witnesses you want to call. I, I think that, Matthew, <laughs> that's we, basically we're, what's being argued for. We're, we're out of time here, so I, sure. I have to let you go. I but think you two should move in together. We, <laughs> we should be the odd couple. We would have yes. some really um, great... I'm um, watching. You know what? <laughs> we've got to go. We're out of time. Emmy's like, rolling, wrapping, wrapping, wrapping. Thank you, Matthew Crafty, president Matthew. of the California Law Academy Republicans. Too. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, Dick. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got more Drop the Subject. Don't go anywhere. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. One-Armed Alley is getting much better at this uh, <laughs> headphones game with I one arm. You, I'm getting versatile. Yeah, you took off the sling. Look at you. I'm giving the sling a break. Um, you have found a story that um, is always interesting. Like we, We've been having a robust conversation here in the studio. Um, we have uh, a, a new producer hanging out with us today. And like we've been talking about the hours that people work and how like we could change it and make it better for people. Yeah, well, I don't know if you read about this. A few, I think it was a few weeks ago, there was a story going around about how everyone wanted to move to Finland because mm-hmm. the prime minister of Finland is really trying to get the entire country on either a four-day work week or a six-hour work day. Yeah. And I don't know what you would prefer if you would want four 10-hour days or just five six-hour days. I would, You'd I still w- be working less. It would just be over a shorter period of time or five days. With the option of five eight-hour days and four 10-hour days, I would take the four 10-hour days Same. every day of the week. No pun intended. But like Finland and Canada are, apparently, I'm looking this up, like are tied for having the shortest work days. Their days are, work days are six hours and 45 minutes. Um, and <laughs> 45? Is that for lunch? I mean, well, because Finland also has three different breaks allotted throughout the work day. What? Like a 10 to 10, 20, a 12 to 12 30 and a three to three twenty, like they're kind of built into their days and it's like the there's a lot of research that shows when you have these different kinds of days that there tends to be higher productivity so well if you don't want to move to canada or finland i have good news for you well we'll see how things happen in november because i might <laughs> well you might just be able to move right up to washington and get a four-day work week soon because this this new bill it might pass so what if you could get every friday off one washington lawmaker thinks it would be good for you and for business so he's proposing a four-day work week. Democratic Senator Joan Wynn introduced the bill today that would reduce normal work week hours from 40 to 32. And Leave it to a woman named Joan <laughs> to make this. She's like, I think this is ridiculous. <laughs> I have had enough. Okay, I am an admin. <laughs> and I work too hard. If you worked more than 32, you would then be eligible for overtime pay equal to 1.5 times your hourly rate. <laughs> He believes the bill is unlikely to pass this session, but says he hopes the bill will start the conversation about the benefits of shorter work weeks. Hmm. This is uh, a good thing to help workers either, you know, reduce mental anguish, stress, give them opportunities to be more free with their time as well, and still be just as productive, if not more productive than they were before. Now, this is a distinction that is different than what you and I were proposing, the the five eight-hour days or the four ten-hour days, because he's proposing four eight-hour days, which is basically just getting rid of a full day's work. Yeah. He just thinks, let's let's not extend the hours, let's just do 32, and anything over that is over time. And I guess this guy's name's Joe, not Joan. We'll take either one. We'll call him Joan. How about that? But, I mean, I'm interested in some of this research because, I mean, look. So some tech companies have already tested the idea. Last year, Microsoft Japan said it gave 2,300 workers Fridays off for five weeks. That resulted in a 40% increase in productivity. Huh? 
40% increase yeah, in productivity absolutely. just for five weeks of giving people Fridays off. I mean, listen, like there's data that really says this works, but like people are so rigid in their ideas about what their day should look like or what their week should look like. You'd have a hard time convincing people if you told them, hey, we're going to give you more time off. You're going to be more productive and you'll be able to enjoy your freaking life. People will be like, I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know. It's it sounds all those weird. entitled millennials. Like they people, don't want to work anymore. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But like whenever there is data to support things like that, you want people to change their habits. They, there's always like strong resistance to it. I remember when Michelle Obama and uh, also Jamie Oliver, the I think he was called like the naked chef back in the day. Both of them had two separate initiatives that were pushing for healthier um, school lunches for kids. And like there was rage from parents like my kid wants his pizza and it was like we're just adding a vegetable to the meal you know what i mean like it's like something that is very clear and distinct and just like this like you can have more productivity have more time to yourself and enjoy your life a little bit more and like people will be resistant well and people will be healthier because you'll have a day to run errands and do doctor's appointments i mean think about when people actually have to go to a dentist or god forbid a doctor i have to go to the doctor this week for this dumb shoulder yeah and it's like thank god i do have kind of flexible hours more flexible than most people otherwise you have to leave your job in order to go to a doctor's appointment and then you know you're you get in trouble for it sometimes no yeah you're you gotta have an appointment day well, hey, take a breath. I don't want you to hurt yourself. I. <laughs> the likelihood is high. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll update you on the impeachment trial. Uh, we've got News That Are Loser coming up. There's a whole not- more hour um, coming up. Drop the subjects coming right back. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. We are flying through the day here. We're in our final hour. You don't have a sling on. Yeah, I think it's time to put it back on. Uh, is it time? I'm starting to get tired. <laughs> I'm like a baby. Poor thing. Yeah, I feel really great at the beginning of the day. And then in the afternoon, I'm like, I'm tired of having one arm. Yeah, uh, Allie hurt her shoulder being a lesbian <laughs> and uh, snowboarding this weekend. So um, we've been... We've been mm. tracking the details of not only that, mm-hmm. but also this impeachment trial that's happening. Uh, that's I know. Everyone's, America's eyes are on me. And the president. And the president. Um, the impeachment trial has been going since we actually, when we went on the air, was right around the time that it was starting. Um, and there have just been some interesting developments kind of like gradually happening. Um, we've seen rules changes um, coming from uh, the Senate floor. They've been making... Some steady progress, I should say. I don't know how valuable it's going to be and as far as um, when it comes time for us to you know, have this trial that's going to be starting. There's just been a ton of crazy impeachment stuff. Here is some crazy impeachment stuff. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't see that landmine coming. Oh, so yeah. we are throughout the week going to be covering the crazy impeachment stuff. Here is some crazy impeachment uh-huh. I would, stuff. I would imagine this week will be full of crazy impeachment stuff. Here is some um, crazy impeachment stuff. And, and probably into next week as well. Yeah. So, yeah, so. Um, we're, we'll keep you posted as things continue to develop. But because it's Tuesday, um, yesterday was Martin Luther King Jr.'s holiday and uh, we were off, um, you know, in observance of that holiday. We didn't get to do a Monday Munch report. So now I think we've got to talk about a three day weekend full of food. It's time for the Monday Munch report. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll have that. Yes, 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 yes. What are you doing? I'm blotting the grease. It's the best part. So. Now, 
we can start with you because you had a relevant tweet about stu- uh, hold on I have it verbatim stuffed crust pizza period well there was context to that tweet it wasn't like I was just typing out food <laughs> Um, there was a, I would support you if you did. There was someone who was tweeting asking about like if he was like shout out to all the poor kids like what are the things that you have in your house or in your kitchen or I think it was in your house now that like your not poor friends would not have considered a luxury and like I remember being mm. a kid and my parents would not let us my mom would not let us get stuffed crust pizza it was like we don't have money for that like you, you're not getting the stuffed crust like oh, just chill out oh I, um, I see and now like when there's stuffed crust pizza in my house it always feels like a bit of rebellion um, <laughs> and I kind of enjoy that about it so yeah. yeah and it's also delicious so yeah definitely I um I definitely when I had like it's an interesting conversation to have like what are the first food luxury items that mm. you buy for yourself mm-hmm. you know as you get older I started once I got like once I could afford fancy cheese, I felt really good about myself, like over the craft. Mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. like, it's not about s- square cheese anymore. It's covered in plastic <laughs> and tastes like plastic. I'm getting a wheel of brie. I'm getting round cheese and plastic. I'm getting, yeah, wrapped in paper. I'm getting wheels of yeah. cheese. <laughs> I, uh, I think for myself, the thing that I joke with my friends about when I'm really like in my bag, like you can tell if I have money by my paper towels. If you come over to my house and I have like the soft Viva paper towels, you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, Jared must have money right now. Jared is really feeling himself. (laughs) So it comes in waves. Oh, yeah. yeah, Otherwise, it'll be like just a Safeway Select brand. Well, it's funny because now like I'll buy Viva paper towels because they're like just really soft, nice, plush paper (laughs) towels. And like sometimes I'm like, I'm broke, but I'm spending this money. Like, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I want the nice paper towel. This is my hard earned money. I'm going to put it towards paper towels. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, stuffed crust pizza is obviously something that is challenging for me right now because of the dairy thing. So, like, over the weekends, I've been giving myself reprieve because I, I initially started off doing pescatarian until 6 and then letting myself have the evenings. And then last week, I went all week without meat. Um, and then over the weekend, I was like, oh, I can have a little something. But I didn't really go in like I thought I was going to. Like, on Friday... That's what I, happens, though, when people cut things out. Yeah. And you're like, all right, I'm ready. I'm going off of it. And then right. you're like, mm, Friday like your night, heart's not in it. Friday night, Travel and I had a photo shoot. And after we were like, you want to eat? I was like, yeah. And we went to like the sushi place because I was going to you know, still have fish, even though I could have something else. But the line was, they were like, it's going to be like two hours. I was like, sushi's never been that good. Why... Would I, we went to a, uh, went by a place that we were going to eat a di- eat for dinner, and they said it was going to be an hour and forty five minute wait. And I'm like, who says yes? That's fine. Exactly. Who are those people who are she like said, that? Sounds good. There, this was a sugar fish uh, on the west side, and they were saying that there were twenty three people in line in front of us. No, and like it's so tiny in there. I was like, ma'am. I don't want sushi that bad. No. <laughs> like, so we went to Chipotle. It was like next door. And I had carnitas and I was like, oh, this is meat. And then uh, Yessie Ortiz from Amp Radio, she had a birthday party. I had a slider. Oh, okay. But I also had vegan nachos. You went to Yessie Ortiz's birthday party? I did. It was pretty cool. Wow. It was nice. That sounds fun. It was nice. Yeah. Cool. You were off breaking your arm. Shut up. <laughs> um, and so uh, I had vegan nachos. So here's the thing with vegan nachos. They were fine. They were perfectly sure. fine. I'm sure but there was not of, even yeah. an attempt at like a fake cheese sauce. No. And I was like, what is a nacho without cheese? What right. are you doing? I, I don't I don't support vegan nachos. I I I supporting vegan nachos might be overstating it, but I've definitely been like dabbling. Uh uh-huh. I've I've been like I've been vegan curious. <laughs> 
and trying them. But other the other thing I had though that I loved this weekend um, was there's this new place here in LA called Hotville Chicken. And that I did have chicken yesterday. It's like Nashville's hot chicken. Okay. Um, and they have like varying levels. And they were like, "Just want to warn you that if you're gonna if you're gonna stick your toe in the pond of the heat, it's hot." Yes. And I was like, "Oh." Oh, that's that will bring me right in. I'm like, yeah. But and then Katie's like, "Honey, it's gotta stop. It's gotta stop." <laughs> How long? What's the longest you've waited for a meal? Um, like Las Vegas buffet, it was like an hour, okay. and I and I, I am not a long lines type of person. That's just not who I am. I waited for four hours once. You told me about this. What was it for? It was for a burger in Chicago. It cannot be that good. It was so good, but it was four hours worth of waiting. Good. No, I what? But yes, it was. But I was doing other things while I was waiting. So we knew going in. We knew going in that this was a small place mm-hmm. and that it won. It won some kind of award, like it was the best burger in the nation or mm-hmm. something like that. It was like the, at the top of the top ten list. And they said you got to go to this place for a burger, but it's gonna be about a four hour wait. So we're gonna put our names in at like five, and then we'll go do something yeah and so they text you when it's your and you have okay. like 15 or 20 minutes to get to the restaurant that i can do standing in a line for that long nope. the devil is a liar would not have done it um, but it was an amazing burger and it was only six bucks oh well in that case it was 100 percent worth it the monday munch report continues plus news it or lose it more drop the subject after this drop the subject the new channel q listening to new music from keisha on the new channel q keisha? every time i see Keisha's name i'm like what sister oh that's Keisha. <laughs> every single time uh drop the subject is back we're in the middle of the monday munch report mm, hit it <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. What are you doing? I'm blotting the grease. It's the best part. Let me see that. Allie, the struggle is real over here, girl. I see you putting in work trying to make this Thank microphone you. situation work. Thank you very much. I mean, I you look working. pathetic, but no, I'm kidding. <laughs> you should see my birthday pictures. <laughs> oh, no. It's me with a sling holding a little birthday balloon. Wait, oh, what day did this so happen? Uh, what do you, oh, what day did I hurt you're, myself? You're hurt uh, on Saturday. Okay. Yeah. That so sucks. I had the rest of the weekend to enjoy being handicapped for my birthday. Yeah, yeah. For a birthday weekend. Fun times. Uh, yeah. When they're bringing out like the little cake thing and everyone's like, happy birthday. And I'm sitting there with a sling. I think they thought that there was something seriously wrong. Yeah. 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 Sorry about that. Yeah. I didn't even get as many th- free drinks as I would have liked, you know. But actually, I will say a random dude gave me 10 bucks. Oh. Yeah. When I was gambling, well I, well, I was at the bar and some guy was like, hey, what happened to your arm? Did you snowboard? And I was like, yeah, that's what happened. And I was like, and I also just lost at the craps table. And he was like, oh. And he was holding like literally a wad of money. Nice. <laughs> and there was this silence where he was like, oh, no. And then he looked down at his wad of money and he was like, here, take 10 bucks. And I was like, yeah. Well, I remember being in college and I had a friend named Marcus who, whenever someone was having a bad day, he'd be like, here's a dollar. And he would like give you a dollar. There you go. And like, it was never like what you needed to fix the day, but it always made you feel a little bit better. And I remember one day, like I was having a really s word day and like he didn't have a dollar but he like went around the class and like collected change to build up a dollar and gave me a dollar and i was like that was so nice see money does buy happiness it does uh so over the weekend we also had of course we ate a lot we drank a lot but one the the one thing i wanted to bring to the monday munch report today the tuesday munch report rather was that i don't know if you've ever been in this situation where we had five 
you know, well, there were five of us uh, there over the course of the weekend, and we were all, all lesbians. Uh, no, 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 no. Me and Katie saying, were the only lesbians. I don't, I don't like to hang out with that many lesbians at one time. No. So that definitely hasn't happened. My sister was there. Uh, and the I, tweeter. Yes, the oh, tweeter. She okay. was there, and uh, and so we were all at the at the house, and we were starving, and we decided let's order in tonight. So we said, okay, what do we all want? Of course, between five people, oh, I don't like this, or oh, I like this, or oh, I'm allergic oh, Jesus, to this. Shoot you know, me in the face. It was eventually we decided on this Thai place. We, you know, we were looking up DoorDash, we were looking up Uber Eats, there was not anything coming up. Finally, we found this Thai place. We spent probably 15, 20 minutes figuring out what we all wanted. We wrote it all down, we put the order in. I'm exhausted by this already. Well, like, this, this is this just the there, beginning. I know it is, yeah. So we're waiting, we're talking, we're drinking, we're playing games, and then 45 minutes go by and we check, and the order has not been confirmed. I'm ready to shoot somebody. Right. So already we were like, no, we went through all of this, and now we need to start all over again. And you probably could have driven there and back by now. Yes, but none of us were in a state to drive. Oh, because you have one arm. Yes. And you're drunk. Yes. And so is everyone else. Yes. <laughs> so then we we were searching again. Okay, hold on. Here's a new Thai place. Is this the same one? I don't know. And then we're trying to compare and contrast. We find another Thai place. We decide we're not going to do this online order thing. We're going to call. Calling. 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 No one answers. No one answers. No one answers. No one answers. So that's out. Well, you said call three times, but you said no one answers four times. So something doesn't work there. <laughs> Don't fact check me, Jerry. Sorry, go ahead. So then we decide, all right, you know what? We're moving away from Thai. We're going to pizza. So then we decide. Mind you, pause. How long has it been since the oh, it's initial been order? Easily an hour, oh, hour and Jesus. yeah, hour and fifteen minutes. We're all getting hangry at this point. Mm-hmm. So now we're going. Okay. Well, now what do we all want for pizza? So there was another fifteen minutes to decide what people like and don't like on their pizza. Girl. We did two medium half and half situations with. Win- I mean, it took another while to decide what we wanted there. Oh. We call and call and call and call. And then we get put on hold for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. What? Then we call back again and say, hey, we've been on hold for 15 minutes. Can we please just put an order in? And they said, it's going to be about an hour and 45 minutes for us to deliver a pizza to you. Are you serious? And <laughs> so we said, goodbye, sir. Then. I said good day. I said good day. Then we finally, finally decided to find another Thai place that did pick up and Katie because I actually Katie was sober and she was like I'm just gonna she just didn't want to leave again yeah because it was like late by now but she was like let's just I'm just gonna go let's just go to the place I'll order there and then they said it would be an hour before they could make the order I want to be violent so we have you ever I mean there's I know you always say there's nothing worse. There's literally nothing worse. But is there nothing worse than people when you when you decide, hey, we're all going to order in and have a process like that where you have to create five different menus that all of you can agree on only to be turned down this, multiple times? This falls under what I do think is one of the worst things in the world, and that's bad customer service. Like, as a person who worked in customer service for a long time and as a person who does a lot of, like engaging with customer service people Mm. bad customer service is the worst and like the fact that i ordered this 45 minutes ago and it hasn't even been confirmed yet that's bad customer service the fact that no one's answering the phone bad customer service the fact that you guys are like completely inefficient shout out to lake tahoe the bastions of bad customer service apparently (laughs) i guess so or they're like hey you know what we're one of three restaurants that are open good luck 
Yeah. You should have just made pasta at home. Hey, by the way, we're the only people open and we're taking all the business, but it's going to take you two and a half hours to get your burger. Yes. Yeah. I do. So, I mean, by the time we all ate, we like hoovered down that Thai food like it was nobody. Yeah. I mean, it was. So like, wait, how long was it from your initial order to when you actually oh, ate? Oh, easily two and a half hours. Oh, God. <laughs> That just really How many out. rounds of Cards Against Humanity? That just, right. That just stressed out my whole entire Before, being. And if the food had never come, we would have all been throwing up. I mean, we needed that food for sustenance. We needed our drunchies. Well, right. And they got you on all kinds of narcotics and opioids on your arm. <laughs> so uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, lose it or lose it. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents... News it or lose it. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jared. Allie is there, reaching with one arm like a weirdo. I still got my bell hand. Totally. I'm being completely ableist. I'm so sorry for saying that you were being weird. <laughs> um, all right. Three headlines. Are you ready? I'm ready. Number one. Republican group hits Trump with $1 million in attack ads on his favorite Fox shows. Wow. Lose it. <laughs> this company gave its employees two months of extra pay. Oh, yeah. And um, an oldie but goodie. We haven't done this in a while. Dictionary.com word of the day is quorum. Quorum? Yes. Hmm. Is that what all the people with the coronavirus are going into? <laughs> News it. I'll wait to find out. The answer to your question is no. Oh, okay. But yes. All right. Uh, News it or lose it returns after this. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. <laughs> uh, News It or Lose It is back. I'm Jared. That's Allie. And um, I saw this headline this morning and I was like, whoa, I wish all companies would do this. I told you one company gave its employees two months of extra pay. Any guesses? It's Delta. Um, oh, oh, so they got back pay for something? They, um, well, according to the CNN business headline, it says uh, Delta had a very good year last year. Instead of just verbally thanking its employees for the company's strong performance, it announced that it would pay them $1.6 billion in profit sharing bonuses. That means every eligible employee will receive a check next month for 16.6% of their annual salary, which is the equivalent of an additional two months pay. Wow. That is amazing. So why? They say Delta would be nothing without our 90,000 people. They deserve all the credit. Um, that was the Delta CEO, um, Ed Bastian. They say the profit payout to employees of 2019 is a record amount. It is also the sixth year in a row that the company has paid out more than $1 billion to its workers, um, according to a Delta spokesperson. The profit sharing plan started in 2012 following Delta's merger with Northwest. Um, and they've apparently been doing this every year to, like, to give back to their employees. That's kind of amazing. Delta is sort of uh, Andrew Yanging it. Kind of. You know? Kinda. Like they're just kind of an airline that a lot of people don't think about. Really? I think people think about Delta. <laughs> I lived, in, I lived in Atlanta where like Delta is like the hub there and the Delta's hub is in Atlanta. I just feel And like, I always think about Delta. I don't know. I guess I never, I think I've flown Delta once in my whole life and I was like, all right, sure. But I've never really been like, oh, yeah, that's the I, I think they're always kind of in the middle when it's like best or worst airlines. They're always just kind of hovering in the background there. And I think it's great what they're doing. It's very un-airline like. It's very uncapitalism un like in general, when like all, to see big companies giving their employees like bonuses. Like no, that. for sure. Awesome. But I mean, it seems like the airline MO is just to make people pay more for less space. 
and to make them really uncomfortable uniforms. So it's cool that they are giving back to their employees. I will say, though, quickly that, yes, they'd be nothing without their 90,000 employees, but they'd also be nothing without their travelers. Can we get a little something? I'm just saying, can like we get a good discount or something? A like, free drink. Even just that would be great. Something. Um, so, yes, that's uh, an important thing that's happening um, with Delta and their employees. I, I know plenty of people who are flight attendants that really, really enjoy um, being flight attendants. And so, I mean, they seemingly are enjoying their work and then getting bonuses. So, like, what else do you want? Um, okay. The dictionary.com word of the day. I said it was quorum. Mm-hmm. I, the hint for this will be quorum is very relevant today. <laughs> really helpful. Um, okay, um, so it has to do with the Kardashians? Uh, no, that is mm-hmm. not the big thing that's happening today. Oh, what? oh, today. Yeah. Like in this particular day. As in I thought today. you just meant in modern times. No, no, no. I mean okay. as in today, oh. Tuesday, January 21st. Okay. So it has to do with politics then. Sort of. Okay, okay. So quorum is something from Robert's Rules of Order, basically, when you're working in like a procedural kind of a thing like this. It's the number of members of a group or organization required to be present to transact business legally. So for instance... Uh, when you're in the Senate, there are so many people that have to be there for you to be able to go into session because realistically, that number is always like half plus one. If you don't have that many people, you can't even have session because you can't vote on anything. There's not enough people there present. Um, at you don't. So it's like a quota of people that need to be there for you to give your case. So to, to be able to conduct business. Ah, yes. uh, so okay. a quorum is you have to have a certain number of people present to be able to either have session like they're doing in Congress today, or if you're on a board like uh, for an ABJLA for me, like when we're on when we have a board meeting, we can't start until there are at least five people there because that's quorum for us because there's nine board members. Okay, so technically we have a quorum of listeners. No. Yeah, we need to have a certain amount to keep our jobs, don't we? I mean, <laughs> yes, seemingly. So, if you are one of the quorums of listeners, I'm not using this properly, mm-hmm. am I? Nope. Uh, that's fine. You can go ahead and let us know you're here by tweeting at us and following us speaking, at DTS Show because that's very important. Speaking of that, you uh, had a tweet from Chris Contreras. Well, yes, because you were talking about the one thing that you spit. You know, when you know when you're doing well when you spend extra money on paper towels. Mm-hmm. Chris wanted to let you know that the best bang for your buck on paper towels is Costco Kirkland brand, and I will back him up on this regardless of what toilet paper commercials say they are all garbage compared to costco toilet paper i will tell you everything gets kirkland brand i would stand by it solid yeah i i mean it's no viva paper towel chris Contreras, you android user but i will say it's pretty good everything kirkland do you get judgy if you see a lot of kirkland signature brands in someone's house no i actually get the opposite i'm like you're a smart person. You know what you're doing. You know, right, you're saving exactly. on cooking oil right now. You're saving on cooking oil, and it's probably really good cooking oil. You know, it's a good life hack, though. If you don't, if you feel embarrassed about being a Kirkland Signature person, you just buy containers and then put all of your Kirkland Signature brand crap into other containers so you look fancy. Oh, like your cereal, like when you get that cereal in the bag and you just put it in the box so you can <laughs> exactly. feel like you're living the highlight. Into a fancy box. Oh, the horror, the trauma yeah. of, of poverty. They'll never know that you brought Kirkland Signature brand corn pops. And really, that's the service that we're providing to you here at Drop the Subject. Yes. The quorum grows. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject is back. It's time for us to basically land this plane. Um, It's been a a very full day. The impeachment trial started in the Senate today. Um, Allie lesbianed all over her arm. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. 
I mean, you're not wrong. I was going to say, that sounds like something that requires wipes. I was going to challenge you, but I was like, no, that's, that makes sense. <laughs> Allie uh, has been in a sling for half the show today. Mm-hmm. Um, it's back on now. Um, we've been covering all kinds of different stories throughout the day. Allie thinks she's cursed. Which... I do, which I know you agree with 100%. I don't think you know what those words mean. I think we need to go through the 12 signs again in detail. Um, We talked about Amy Klobuchar and Elizabeth Warren both uh, getting endorsements from the New York Times, which was an interesting thing. Um, We talked about Bernie Sanders not getting an endorsement from from Hillary Hillary Clinton. Clinton, For sure. It'll be interesting if he becomes a nominee and like Democrats have to rally around I don't like you either. Exactly. Yeah, that'll be interesting. You have a dumb face. Uh, You have a dumb face. Uh, we talked about uh, the Monday. We did a, a Tuesday Munch report mm-hmm. um, instead of Monday. And then, um, you know, I took Matthew Crafty to task. You did? I, did. Yeah. I don't know if I did. But, I mean, we talked to him about impeachment. Um, and, and I'm still a fan of you guys moving in together and making a show. Well, it's ironic that you say that because now it's time for the happy ending. My happy ending has a period on the end. Good job. Which means it's, it's written. Um, and I'll go first. Great, go for it. Uh, something that never happens. Okay. <laughs> it may be infuriating that Matthew Crafty from the Log Cabin Republicans was here Republicaning all over the place. But look They're at the verbs all, all, all over the place. Lesbianing, Republicaning. You're welcome. Uh, Are you listening, Merriam Webster? But look at the bright side. Allie's trying to move us in together to make her interracial gay porn dreams come true. <laughs> I know that's what that's about. I know that's I just why you're see you under the tab. That's just All why right? you're trying to get us together. Okay, I think it would do well. I uh, doesn't even need to be that long. It'd be Trump supporter and black guy, and I I wouldn't even want to watch that, and I'm in it. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Well, it's always hard to watch yourself on TV. Well, that's the reason. Yeah. <laughs> what you got? Okay, my happy ending is that yes, I may only have one functional arm. But the bright side here is that if I accomplish anything in sports, I will make national news because I always see all kinds of national news stories about person who only has one leg makes a slam dunk. I mean, all of that stuff. Yeah, but you're not that athletically inclined. Dear. But if I was, oh. I would make national headlines because every time somebody you know who defied all odds and was able to accomplish X, Y, and Z, they get some great news attention. Translation. Your happy ending doesn't have a period. Okay, my other happy ending is that if because I have only one arm, people will have sympathy for me if I don't have a happy ending. I want you to understand, you've got about two and a half days of sympathy from me. So by like Thursday, <laughs> I don't even know if I got it from today. I was gonna say, I, I said, oh, yeah, and then you said, do you need do you need um help you need with your help headphones? With your headphones, you're struggling. Well, there. you just looked at me, I'm struggling. Down. Well, I help. I offered to help, and you're like, no, no, I got it. Did you officially offer? I did. I said, do you need help? <laughs> what what else was I supposed to do? Oh, lesbians are so much work. Um, I feel attacked. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, Emmy, do you have? She doesn't have one. So much for my happy She's boycotting happy endings yet again. I love when Emmy boycotts, if only because we get to hear this album the video. Well, I played it because the random man from the internet was complaining again. He thought he changed the world. The random man from the oh, internet. Oh, the guy yes. that tweeted us. He was yes, like... Yes, the one that called me a sour Gen Z, I think it was. <laughs> Something like that. Something, Even though technically you're a millennial. You're just supposed to play that and then say something from your sour Gen Z mouth. So much That's right. Yeah. That's right. So you don't have a happy ending tonight? Um, I can make one. 
Oh, uh, that's the sure. Her, Go for it. Uh-huh. Hers doesn't have oh. a period on it either. Okay. Are, are pulling an alley right now. They're they're messing up. They're my pulling hair. an alley. They're messing up my hair. It's happening. Sure, we may have had a Republican with some questionable facts mm-hmm. on the show today, but at least I got to see you almost have another aneurysm. Oh my via god! Conversation with just any Republican, anyone that stands up for Trump. I'm realizing. Always you guys did this my day. to me on Friday too mm-hmm. with Trump supporters. Yeah, there. the trend continues. So oh, yes, you go into hysterics. I love it. It's, it's always like you. It's but like, what are you talking about? Yeah. But Matthew, Matthew, Matthew. <laughs> you, oh, Matthew hold on. I'm going to stop you right here. So on tomorrow's show, we're going to have a giant angry mob that uh, is obsessed with Donald Trump. She's like joining us tomorrow. The president of the United States will be here. <laughs> Jared oh, will lose. My God. Oh, can you imagine? I would. What would you say to him? Oh no! The I first always, time you saw him. Well, I always say that I want journalists to ask Donald Trump questions that have follow-ups, like based on what I I said all through the 2016 election. Like when you're interviewing Donald Trump, when he makes some crazy claim, you need to just follow that up with based on what? Mm-hmm. Like where are you getting this information? Give me an example. Because it's always well, people are saying no, no, no. Like what are you talking about? Um, Name one of the people. Exactly. People are saying, people are talking, a lot of people, it's like, you have not met any of these people. Like, who are you talking about? Anyway, um, Emmy's giving us the wrap-up sign. She's playing the music. We gotta go. Yep. You gotta go get on some more opioids. Is that what you're Sure, doing? sure. Okay. That's uh, a great idea. <laughs> tomorrow, Allie and her arm will be back. Um, and uh, we've got a whole brand new show for you with G- the GMA on Wednesdays. Yes, exactly. And more TBD. So we will uh, see you and check out the podcast if you haven't, uh, if you missed anything on the show today, drop the subject wherever you find your podcast. We will see you manana. Adios. Bye. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q.